Hi, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Today I'm here with Derek Ether, and we're going to do another parking lot question from one of the CSM classes. And this is a, this question is uh, something that was recorded from a student. So before we get to the question, Derek, thank you for being here today. It is my pleasure. Do you want to give the folks a quick update on what's going on with you and what kind of work you're doing right now? Well, right now, I'm, uh, yeah, my name is Derek Ether, Vice President of Enterprise Engagement, one of the principal consultants with Leading Agile. Right now, uh, I'm overseeing two transformations, that is two different organizations that we're doing transformation work for. One of them, I'm really more of an advisor than anything. And I'm in the process of uh, submitting my talk for a book that I'm writing right now, going to a lot of different uh, conferences. So I've been accepted to a couple of conferences, one being the Heart of Agile Conference, Alistair Coburn's conference. I got accepted to that. and Which is on April 27th and 28th in Pittsburgh. There we go. So I'll be speaking on Thursday or presenting on Thursday. And still waiting back to hear back from Agile 2017 and then a couple other conferences in the fall. So I've been very busy working on the conference circuit uh, to really help shape content that's going in my book. All right. And thank you. And since your book is going to involve marketing a little bit, <laughs> yes, smooth segue, um, nice. we're going to play a question right now from a woman named Cherie who took my class a few weeks ago. And at the end, she came up and she had a question about marketing that I wasn't really sure how to answer. So Derek and I are basically just going to talk through this. We don't have like, Cherie, we don't have a specific, this is the answer to your question. We're going to try to talk through it and see if we can provide some value on it. So right now we're going to play the question from Cherie. Here it is. My name is Cherie, and I'm looking to get some input on how to manage work between done and done done in a marketing department, specifically after a product owner has accepted the work, collecting and incorporating shareholder feedback, as well as managing the production and shipping activities. Where do we put that work? How do we make it visible and get the team's involvement in uh, making those corrections? Okay, so Derek, there's the question. What what advice do you have for Sheree? How can I, what response do you have to that that situation she just described? She talks about you know what is done and then what is done done. Yeah, Shree, you know, let's put it in the Scrum framework as the as a, an anchor here. And when we say done, we're talking about potentially shippable product. And so that, think of that as that's her done. Now right. it's not, and so her product owner is going to say, oh, are we done? Yes, we're done. But it's not done done unless it's accepted by the customer. Now, so- Now I hold on, it, hold on, because we're already going to have an argument here because that's not what I taught her. Oh, I taught her okay. that as per Scrum, right. when the PO says, I accept this, yeah. that that item is potentially shippable and can be shipped whenever the PO chooses to ship it. Mm-hmm. If there is another requirement that the customer accept the work that the PO has already blessed, that would be a different level of done, but not a scrum, a strict scrum definition of done. You know, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. Or more, I don't disagree with that. Which I think that's where her question is coming from, because it's just exactly like you explained. Like, like the PO might say it's good, but that doesn't mean it's good. Right. I look at it as the PO is on the sprint level. And the PO, you know, the done is, say, a story. Now, when it comes to that final acceptance from the customer, think of that as a feature. And be, that is a feature that is going to be consumed and you're going to make money off of it. And so that, you, so 
the product owner is representing the customer, but they, you know, unless they really are the customer, well, then it's not done, done. If not, if you're working, if you're negotiating directly with the customer, you're done is working with the customer. If not, you know what I'm saying? If, if you're working with a product owner that is not your customer, then you have to be prepared for it not to be, air quotes, done, done. So, Sheree, one of the things that why this is important is or one of the things we probably need to talk about is that if you come at it from a very sort of strict, like what you learn in a CSM class definition, and the reason this might be causing some dissonance is straight up Scrum, PL accepts it, it's potentially shippable. You should have a definition of done. So if that means that when the PO accepts it, you can't ship yet, then if that's clear, that's okay. But the PO also owns the release and is ultimately responsible for what features are included when they ship and whether or not there's a return on investment. So what I would have taught you in class is that this, this falls to the shoulders of the PO. But what Derek's talking about in real life, you might find that the customer has final say before anything can be declared shippable, right, Derek? Yes, and, and I have a story that I can add to this. Cool. A, perf- a personal experience story, and I tell it in every class that I teach. So the story goes, I was a traditional project manager, and I was trying to manage this project, and I needed to, and I had all the acceptance criteria defined, and if we met the acceptance criteria, then we would get paid, so much like a marketing department. Um, now, I did everything. I, what I was supposed to do was help design a da- an executive-level dashboard with all kinds of graphs on it. And so I had all my requirements. I had design requirements, and I had functional requirements and non-functional requirements. And I was all excited because I did everything I was supposed to do, and I went to demonstrate it to the customer. And I looked at every single bit of acceptance criteria, and I knew I had met the acceptance criteria. And when I showed it to her- I already her, know how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. She looked at it and she's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, looked at it. She went down and she goes, wait a second. You see that chart, the third chart from the left and the stack chart in there. And you look at halfway down the stack chart, you see that blue. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, I don't like that color blue. And then, and I was like, oh. And I go, well, what color blue do you want it? She says, I don't know. I'll know it when I see it. All right. So I was done, but we weren't getting paid unless it was done. And now. shame on you for not making her happy. Right. Well, Your job is to make people happy. Right. So <laughs> long story short, what we did was the way we solved the problem was I brought Photoshop into the room and I dragged my mouse across the screen until she saw the blue that she liked. Okay. And then we knew. But my point was, is I met the conditions of done. It was potentially shippable, but it was not going to be accepted by her until that blue was a color blue that she had not seen yet. She didn't know what it was, but she knew it when she saw it. And so it would be really easy to just climb on top of her and, and complain about her not knowing what she wanted. But I think it's important to also note that we have to have a little empathy for the fact that our customers who don't know what they need, don't know how to figure out what they need. So you doing that thing with the slider in the blue, that might have been the first time she had the opportunity to try to figure it out or had somebody with her who was willing to take the time to help her figure it out. Right. So everything that Cherie is doing, she believes she's doing her best by having wireframes and mock-ups and everything else to satisfy the needs of her customer. That's why we try not to – I try not to do mock-ups that are too specific 
because then you you know, you need to manage their expectations that hey yeah. reality might not look exactly like this and if you do something like within photoshop well then they're like no make it look exactly like this this mock up right and and so shree needs to manage their expectations and so she thinks she's done she's met their uh, met the conditions but and uh, again until they see it in reality then you know, we can do the best that we can, but they need to see it and give her feedback. So maybe get that done is the goal is to get feedback from the customer. Now, Grant, we want acceptance because then they'll pay us. But if she's spending un, an unnecessary amount of time trying to make this perfect, maybe what Shri could do is get it done to get it demoed to the customer as much as possible so that the customer can get more of what they want versus what they thought they wanted at the beginning. So if I'm going to get all agile policey about it, um, is it a big deal? I mean, as some as a consultant that's out there working with clients every day and seeing the different gray areas where people are mixing and matching different processes, how much does it matter that she's not able to get shippable out of a sprint? It's okay. So now what I you said, how hard, how bad is it that she isn't shippable? How much does it matter? Because she's not able to get shippable. A team cannot commit in a sprint in what she described and say this will be shippable by the end because that thing at the end has to go to the customer to see if the customer likes it. Yeah. So I say not shippable as much as potentially shippable. And potentially shippable is I'm trying to create some space for her to not focus so much of getting it shippable, deliverable, accepted, paid within the sprint versus get something to the customer and get feedback from the customer so the customer gets what they want versus what they think they want. Uh, yeah, and that's where I was trying to go is that it's more in this context about getting feedback and helping the customer learn and evolve than it is about shipping over and over again right now. Right, yeah. And I think that that, that learning is a real, especially if you're on the marketing side, I mean, everything should be an experiment. You should always be trying to just learn a little bit more than you knew yesterday about what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there's so it's so subjective, you know. And it's not like it's not just zeros and ones. It is very subjective. How does it make me feel? Marketing should provoke an emotional response, and you just uh, I don't want to man. I don't want to you know make the customer believe that we're going to get exactly what they want first try. Yeah, can you think of anything that she could do to help remedy this situation? Well. I say you try to get as close to your customer as you possibly can and co-create something with the customer and get it. That's now we use the product owner because the customer is not available. So if, if the customer is available, well then that that's what we want. Now, sometimes we create things and the customer isn't an individual. Maybe it's a market, a market segment. Well, in that case, you need to find some way, how can we survey our market segment and really and find out the demographic that will consume our product? So it's understanding who your consumer is, who your, you know, who your customer is and de- delivering on something that you know will resonate with them. But if it's a single individual, then I would try to get as close to that individual as I possibly could so they would get what they want. Okay. And it's it's mostly about this. I mean, the core of everything that we're doing is about learning. We're just trying to make a smarter decision tomorrow than we were able to make today. Mm-hmm. And as long as the work that you're doing, Shuri, is is helping your team have better conversations, get better feedback, learn more about what you can actually put out there and test in the wild, 
then that's all good. And try not to stay too hung up on whether or not you're doing Scrum right or wrong. Right. Yes. It's it's about yeah. It Scrum in itself. I look at it as it's a feedback mechanism. It's it's purposefully structured so that you're going to get feedback from your customer every as often as possible. As often as possible. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Shri, I hope that helped. And if you're listening, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, um, you can send it to me to Dave Pryor at leadingagile.com. Um, my email address will also be in the show notes, and you're welcome to send it there. Any topic around Agile or, or, or the use of Agile or mixing Agile and Waterfall, anything you want us to take on, Derek and I or, or maybe another coach will join in and we'll talk about whatever you send us. So thanks very much for listening in. Uh, Derek, you want to say anything else before we go? Nope. Always a pleasure. Okay, cool. Thanks for being here, man. And thank you for right, listening, right. everybody. Right.